But people think being authentic is the win. Uh, that is not the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, the win is repentance. Uh, and the problem is authenticity won't get you to repentance. Mm. It's a first step. And yep. it's, for many, it's the largest and the hardest step. Uh, but what gets you to repentance is vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And vulnerability is different than authenticity. Authenticity is, yep, I did it. That's the real me, like you just said, right? Yep. This is who I am. Yep. You know, love me for who I am. But vulnerability says, I'm a sinner. I need to change. Help me change. Yeah. Can I, what steps can I take? What accountability can I have? Vulnerability is what leads to repentance. Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, where we talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus in our everyday lives and how, in the end, all that matters is God and people. Here's today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Sitting here with Chad Moore. And today we're talking about everybody's favorite topic, temptation, something that all of us deal with. Everybody faces Jesus faced temptation, uh, yet it's it's not actually our favorite topic. It's something people don't want to talk about. In the church world, everybody's favorite topic is either sex or the end times. And then, of course, the old joke is, and is there going to be sex in the end times? Yeah. So you're saying, no, that's everybody's favorite topic is temptation. Yeah. No, it's okay. something It's something that, that's common, but it's not like dinner table conversation. You don't go over to a friend's house and say, hey, yeah. what are what are the temptations you guys are dealing with? Uh, it's kind of one of those things that, that we like to let fly under the radar. Uh, why do you think that is, Chad? Well, because it's uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, nobody wants to talk about their thoughts, right? What's going on in your heart? Um, you know, the last thing you want to do is go home and tell your wife all the temptations that you faced that day. I mean, who wants yeah. to have that conversation, right? Yep. Uh, big, small, you know, anywhere in between. Um, yeah, I, I don't think we talk enough about temptation and yet everybody's tempted. Yeah. So uh, there was this one time I'm leading a group of young adults and we, we have a bunch of young adults in the room and I'm doing the whole interact with the, with the room and, Hey, why are you guys here? And, and people are giving their answers, you know, I'm looking for community, this, that. Everybody's looking for a girlfriend or a boyfriend. Yeah, they, nobody said that. For. Nobody yeah. said that, at least out loud. They might have whispered it or thought it in their head. And then this one guy, um, and he's special needs, he just blurts out like his big personal struggle for everybody to hear. And it was just... It was so shocking in that moment. Normally, I know how to react and be like, oh, okay, yeah. Okay, how, how bad was his personal? All right. So, like how personal so without, was I'm it? not going to name anybody. And this was years ago, so I feel comfortable saying it. But he just blurts out, I'm addicted to porn. And I'm like, I must have misheard him. I don't have great hearing. So I'm like, I'm sorry, what? And so I <laughs> ask okay. him. And so he shouts it even louder and very clear the second time. And, uh, and my reaction, I was just like. I'm so glad you're here. All right, so who else? Why his, are you? his social filter was not. It was not. It did not exist. Um, but it was just so shocking because we don't talk about that stuff that openly. Now this yeah. guy, God bless him, he's like, yeah, I'm just going to share exactly why I'm here because this is a struggle and I'm hoping to get help. <laughs> and I figured this would be the place to get help. And so he just blurted that out. Uh, but apart from that one time, you don't see that happen too often. And and I think a lot of it is because uh, we we are ashamed of whatever that temptation is. Sure. Uh, and, it, and it becomes one of those things where it, it starts to creep into our identity and we start to question who we are and all of that. And if I can just keep this thing isolated, if I can just keep this thing hidden, uh, then I can function with everybody else and life's good and everything's all good and we can smile and, and move forward. Well, well, here's what people do. They either do that um, and, and I know what people do because I am one. Mm-hmm. So you either do that, right? You, you, you hide it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and it, and frankly, anything that you hide is like a vampire. It grows more powerful in the dark. Mm-hmm. You bring it out in the light of day, it starts to shrink. So people you do that or they behave themselves out of their beliefs. Yeah. So, so let's go with pornography. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people start saying, well, I don't know if there's anything wrong with it. You know, it's not that big of a deal. And, and so either people hide it mm-hmm. and they cover it with shame or they just change what they believe about it. Yeah. And, and people send a waffle between those two things. Yeah. And I, I've, I've seen people, too, where they they parade it. Right. Yeah. They, they make a big deal out of it as if like, oh, yeah, this is just part of who I am. You know, so it's either yeah. like I'm going to hide it or I'm going to make this my identity and just be public about it. Be like, I don't care what anybody thinks. This is just who I am and what I do. Well, and, yeah. And they go to the, the other extreme. Thing. Yeah, exactly. I I couldn't agree more. Here's the other thing that I, I've seen in recent days, and I've seen this in our church. Uh, we kind of have a reputation for authenticity, mm-hmm. which is good. But people think being authentic is the win. Uh, that is not the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, the win is repentance. Uh, and the problem is authenticity won't get you to repentance. Mm. It's a first step. And yep. it's For many, it's the largest and the hardest step. Uh, but what gets you to repentance is vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And vulnerability is different than authenticity. Authenticity is, yep, I did it. That's the real me, like you just said, right? Yep. This is who I am. Yep. You know, love me for who I am. But vulnerability says, I'm a sinner. I need to change. Help me change. Yeah. Can I, what steps can I take? What accountability can I have? Vulnerability is what leads to repentance. And so in recent days, yeah, it's either I hide it or I just celebrate that I was authentic about it. Yep. But God wants us to be repentant of it. Yeah. Um, and to and to fight it. Yeah. There so. should be a a godly sorrow that, that leads us to repentance. Absolutely. That that causes us to go, okay, this is hurting me, or this is hurting others, or this is dishonoring God in some way or grieving God in some way. I want to change it. I, I want help. I want somebody to walk alongside me and help me unpack. Why is it that I keep going back to the same thing over and over and over again? Uh, that's a great point. The difference between authenticity and vulnerability. Well, all sin hurts you mm-hmm. and all sin hurts others mm-hmm. because all sin splashes. Yep. So we have this idea. Well, we're talking about pornography. We'll just stick with that one. You know, I'm, I'm doing this in the dark. It's just me. You know, it's not affecting anybody else. Uh, I don't know that it's affecting me and it's natural, whatever. Well, it is affecting you. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're not married, it's affecting your future relationships. If you are married, it's affecting that relationship, whether you realize it or not. Uh, Frankly, uh, I'll I'll pick on the dudes a little bit maybe. If if you're a dude um, and that's a regular part of your life, uh, studies are showing that that is actually crushing your ability to have a real relationship with a real flesh and blood woman. That's right. To the extent that I have, um, you know, friends that that was an issue for them for a long time, and and they couldn't even be intimate with their spouse mm-hmm. because of the way that it affected their brain chemistry and everything else. That's so, right. Uh, real life couldn't arouse them anymore. Only the fantasy could arouse them. And so all that is affecting us. So don't ever believe the lie. We're talking about pornography, but anything, pick anything. Yep. Uh, don't ever believe the lie that sin's not affecting you and that it's not affecting others. All sin kills relationships. Your relationship with yourself, your relationship with others, and God holds your relationship with him, but it does affect that relationship as well. Yeah. So how does one 
So let, let's talk about authenticity, vulnerability. How does one go from authenticity to vulnerability? If you're living in the, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to talk about it, whatever, but I don't actually want to change or I actually am not looking for help. How do you, is it taking a step back and actually going, okay, how is this affecting me? How is this affecting my relationships? Is it taking a step back and going, okay, what is the lie that I'm believing here? What, what are the step, steps that somebody can take? To get to a point where it is godly sorrow going, hey, I need help with this, and, and I, I don't want this to be a part of my life anymore. Yeah, well, the couple things first. Um, there's nothing wrong with being tempted. Mm-hmm. Uh, being tempted is not a sin. Uh, Jesus was tempted. Mm-hmm. So we need to talk about our temptations uh, and be vulnerable about our vulnerabilities, right? Um, so there has to be people in my life that are aware of my weaknesses mm-hmm. and my, my tendencies, uh, because I am going to be tempted. I mean, I'm a pastor, but I'm a human being, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I have weak spots. And so, uh, one of the people that I talk to, this is going to maybe scare some people is my wife. Um, my wife is aware of my weaknesses and temptations. Mm-hmm. And so uh, anytime anything comes up, even things that might be uncomfortable for me to talk to her about, I make her aware of it because when I do that, it, it gets real. Yeah. Um, so all of us are going to be tempted. And, and so to have real friendships is real important in overcoming temptation. And so let's unpack that here in a second. The other thing uh, to realize too, is so temptation is a part of life. And the other thing is uh, you're never going to outgrow it. Mm-hmm. You're never going to mature beyond temptation uh, because Jesus was tempted and you're not going to mature beyond Jesus. Yeah. So temptation uh, is going to be a part of all of our lives on this side of of heaven. I, I remember that realization as a young man talking to older guys and, you know, hey, mentors and all of that and them talking about, yeah, this is still a temptation and me being like, oh, man, this is it's going to be here forever. Like this is going to like this. I'm not going to outgrow this. Uh, that, that that was a hard realization. But that that is reality. Well, yeah. Getting married doesn't cure your lust. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having a credit card and some money in the bank doesn't cure your greed. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's all kinds of things. We have this idea when we get to here, then we'll then we'll be okay, yeah. right? Uh, getting more personal security doesn't cure your gossip. I mean, pick pick any sin under the sun. Yeah. And th- there's nothing on this side of heaven that totally cures us from being tempted by it. Mm-hmm. Now, it could be less of a temptation over time, but it's still there. Yeah. You know, I have a friend that's been sober for over 20 years. Yep. But he still calls himself an alcoholic because yep. he knows his guards up still that if he's hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, that spells halt, right? If you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, you're more susceptible mm-hmm. to whatever your issue is. Uh, frankly, if I'm hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, there's a good chance I'm going to be a glutton and mm-hmm. I'm going to sit in front of the TV and eat the whole large pizza and the whole bag of chips, you know, and those kinds of things. Uh, if I'm hungry, angry, lonely, tired, um, let's say I'm angry at my wife and I'm tired in life because I'm stressed out. Well, suddenly there might be uh, a situation that would not normally be tempting, but now it is. Mm-hmm. There's, there's just all those things that reside in the reality of our humanity. Um, and Jesus experienced it. So we're never going to grow past being tempted. Yep. Um, and we need to be able to talk about our temptations and our yeah, weaknesses. You, you mentioned earlier and you said, let's come back to it. So I want to real friendships. Mm-hmm. Talk, talk to us about what, how would you define real friendship? 
And then let's talk about how to build real friendship to where there is that accountability and there is that support and there is that I can be open and honest about the stuff I'm tempted to. Yeah. So a real man is a man who is real. Mm -hmm. Do you know any, right? A real woman is a woman who is real. Um, So if you're listening right now and you're like, you know, how do I? Okay. You know you're really friends with somebody when you can confess the sin that you're thinking about doing. Mm-hmm. When I, I, I have a, a buddy that uh, I mean almost weekly with. Uh, Friday's my day off and, and he and I, uh, he has Fridays off. And so he and I get together and have lunch and hang out. I can look him in the eye at this point, even in casual conversation. And, and okay, I'm going to say this, but listening audience, don't take this too far, okay? Just hear me in my humanity, and Katrina will be okay with me saying it. But I might have a day where I look at my friend and I go, dude, I don't know that I want to be married anymore. And he says, well, what's going on? And I go, well, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Some seasons of marriage that I've had were wonderful, right? Some seasons of marriage that I've had have been hard, and then there's been seasons everywhere in between. And so when I have the freedom to look at my friend who loves me that I trust and say, I don't know if I want to be married anymore. He can say, what's going on? What are you thinking? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I've got a listening ear that's helping me process yeah. and see things in the game of my life that I can't possibly see because I'm in the game. I'm, I'm the player. But he's in the stands looking at the field, mm-hmm. and he can help me unwind some of my stupid thoughts, yeah. right? And then out of that conversation – Oh, I do want to be married. This is just a weird (laughs) (laughs) it's just a weird moment. And I'm just tired or I don't want to change and I need to change and I'm supposed to change for her, but I don't want to. You know, there's all of those things. And literally what I'm doing and just that very real, Mm -hmm. you know, it should be a normal conversation, but it's not. Uh, in the context of real friendship, as I'm confessing the sin I'm thinking about doing, and he's helping me unwind it. Yeah. I, I've experienced also in those moments where did you I say things that I love. Well or did no, I just I, get I myself love, in trouble? Uh, probably somebody's super upset and they're, you know, whatever. But if they if they listen to your little precursor of hear the humanity and all of this and the yeah. reality. and um, There's sometimes I don't want to be a dad. There's sometimes I yep. don't want to be pastor of Sun Valley anymore. I don't run through responsibility. Yep. But this is God's calling in my life. This is my station in life. And so I follow Jesus in it. I've also, when I say something like that out loud, there's something about now I can evaluate it too. Yeah. And it becomes real and something that I can hear myself say it and go, oh, that's ridiculous. Or I can't believe I've been believing that. But when it's inside my head or I haven't shared it with anybody, I can convince myself of just about anything. And I can oh, go, yeah. oh, this isn't actually that big of a deal or this isn't bad or this is a, you know, I, I, I understand why I'm thinking this way. But once I say it out loud, now I'm accountability accountable to myself as well to go, I don't actually believe this, or this is, this is ridiculous as I'm saying it, you know, and even I'm guessing as you're saying, yeah, I don't feel like being married right now. Like that saying that out loud, now it becomes real. And you can look at that and go, that's not actually true. Well, yeah. And I know that's not true, but what it does is it causes me to, um, talk about what's behind that, which Mm -hmm. is your point. Uh, nobody lies to me more than me. Mm Mm-hmm. And nobody lies to you more than you. We, we even have a word for it. It's called rationalizing. Yeah. Uh, we tell ourselves rational lies. And, and the problem with being on the field of your life, being in the game, is you, you can't see it. When, when I played football, you know, we would watch the game film on Monday. And suddenly you have a much better understanding 
of, of the game. There's been so many things, like I can look at you, Robert, and look at what's going on in your life, and I could be like, it's obvious, dude, here it is. Mm-hmm. But I can't understand squat about me. There's an old Russian proverb. I shouldn't maybe go with that, but it did come from Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I just popped out. There it is. We'll fix it in post. We'll uh, change the country. Now. Well, we are praying for the what's going on in the Ukraine, and there's a lot of evil happening in the world right now. But the proverb is this, um, the eye, so E-Y-E, your eyeball, mm-hmm. the eye cannot see the the eye, the letter I. Mm-hmm. I can't see myself. Mm-hmm. But when I share my heart with you, I can get proper perspective because the eye can't see the eye, uh, but you can see me and you can see what's going on. And it helps me unravel whatever I'm thinking. And confession is most powerful when we confess the sin we're thinking about doing. Yeah. So even when I say something like that, it doesn't mean necessarily that I'm got this big sin in front of me yeah. and I'm thinking about doing it because we yeah. all think temptation is, is a yes or no. <sighs> temptation is, is a path that you travel down. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about this before. The journey into darkness is a path, not a light switch. Nobody wakes up one day and says, you know what? I think I'm just going to blow everything up today mm-hmm. and have an affair. Mm-hmm. Nobody does that. What There's happens been a is, lot of little decisions leading up to that moment. What happens is way back here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is hard right now. I don't know if I want to do this, but you don't talk to it mm-hmm. uh, about that with anybody. And so you start rationalizing and you start rationalizing and somebody at the office is really listening to you and they really understand that's because they really don't have to live with you. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and there's all this, this path that somebody goes down and then all of a sudden they blow it up. Yeah. Well, I, I'll, I'll talk about my own temptations. The other thing that I think sometimes people fall into is just behavior management. Okay. If these are my temptations, I just need to change these behaviors. Uh, the temptation is like the you know, it, you see the the mushroom growing. Well, there's a whole network below that thing before that thing ever shows up and forms in the ground. And and the temptation, it's just that thing on the surface. But if you start pulling on that thread and you go deeper and deeper and deeper, there's a little G God somewhere that you're serving. There's some kind of lie that you've bought into. And now that temptation, that's just the fruit of it. Mm-hmm. And so until we can be honest about it, and to your point, have real friendships where we can talk about those things, it takes some conversation to get deeper down and go, okay, what is the actual root of this temptation? Where is that coming from? Okay, why do you feel that way? What is it you're actually chasing after? What's the, I mean, and and not that we're all, you know, PhDs in psychology or anything like that, but talking about it, you start to ask questions and pull on that thread a little bit. You realize, oh, alcohol is not the the core issue here or pornography is not the core issue here or more money or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, there, there's something deeper going on in our hearts. And until we talk about it, it's really hard to identify it in ourselves. Yeah. Well, and we need people in our lives, you know, that remind us the reason the grass is greener over there is because there's manure in that yard. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead of going over in that yard, just take care of your own garden, mm-hmm. which the Bible talks a lot about that specifically. Um, but yeah, to your point, uh, I mean, we overeat because food is good, but we continually overeat because we're emotionally dealing with something. Mm-hmm. And when we have conversation about it, it helps us unravel it. Mm-hmm. So God wants real friendships in our life. Um, and in fact, that's one of the biggest purposes for the church. Uh, if you are listening to the podcast and and perhaps you... Uh, do church at home, you know, week in, week out. I'm so glad that you do. And I'm, I'm so glad that you're part of 
Sun Valley. I, I really want to encourage you, don't just be part of Sun Valley, be part of the Sun Valley family. Yeah. Uh, please be in a group. Uh, you know, life in the room is better than life online, you know, ultimately. Uh, you've got to be in some real relationships. That's what I mean by that. Uh, because to not be part of the family of God is to be an orphan. It's to be isolated. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a dangerous place. Um, I grow more in those conversations with my friend because we're talking about God's word. We're talking about our lives in a very real way than I do sitting and listening to a sermon on my own. Mm-hmm. So I'd really encourage everybody, you know, be connected with people. And you want to have a real friendship centered around God's word. Yeah. And that's one of the things that Robert and I wish for you and want for you because you need it. We need it. And it's, it's part of God's will for us. Yeah. Last question for you. Somebody who's stuck in this repeat cycle of temptation, failure, shame, temptation, failure, shame. And they're, they've, they've just been repeating the same thing over and over and over again. Welcome to the human race. Yep. Yep. What that, that person who's maybe feeling a little bit hopeless or they maybe don't feel like they have the open, honest relationship where they can talk about these things, uh, what, what advice would you have for that person? Where do they start? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, it could be that you're hoping I keep praying. It doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. Well, praying is part of trusting God, but here would be the action step because all faith is action oriented. It would be that you go to celebrate recovery and you tell somebody else what's going on. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have several celebrate recovery at several of our locations all the times and everything are, are online. You can see that there. But you go and you, you share what's going on in your life with other people. Uh, celebrate recovery is for anybody that has a hurt. Listen, listen to these words. A hurt, habit, or a hang up, which is, which is all of us. Mm-hmm. And so if you have a sin that you keep going through that cycle with, I really want to encourage you to trust God by going to celebrate recovery. And you will learn some steps of how to, how to defeat that mm-hmm. and, uh, and break free from it. Um, I've done the 12 steps of recovery twice. Uh, I'm not an alcoholic or, or a drug addict, uh, but I have some hurts, some habits and hangups that I wanted to change. And those steps help set me free of that. Yeah. So that would be uh, the counsel I would give. Take that step. Yeah, I would. So I'm going to correct myself. I'd add a fourth part of that cycle and that's hiding. When we are ashamed, we, we oh, tend to yeah. hide. And, yeah. and so we oftentimes think, okay, well, I just need to change the temptation. Well, that's a good idea. If you're, you know, an alcoholic, you don't want to hang out at the bars. Uh, you, you do want to avoid some of those environments that are going to be more more tempting than others. Um, but I, I really think of those four kind of steps in that cycle. It's the hiding part that keeps us trapped in that cycle. And if we can be honest and bring stuff out into the light, Bible teaches confess your sins to one another so that you may be healed. Uh, that, that We confess to God, First John, for forgiveness. God forgives. He, he wipes our debt of our sin clean. He does that for us. But then God also tells us to confess to one another. Uh, and then he says, so that you may be healed, that that the healing part comes from relationship and, and coming out of hiding and bringing stuff into the light. And, and to your point, Celebrate Recovery is one of the most welcoming environments on the planet. I, I have opportunities to go in there. I know you've been in there. Um, people love you no matter who you are, no matter what you've done. We say that at Sun Valley a lot. Uh, you, you, you will experience it if you walk onto a campus, into any one of our Celebrate Recovery environments. And people will love you, and, and they're not going to be shocked when you tell them what you're struggling with. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter what's been done to you, mm-hmm. uh, Celebrate Recovery is a place where you can go and get help and healing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, if that's you, you can go onto our website and uh, you'll, you'll see under our care ministries, Celebrate Recovery is one of our care ministries, and we'd love to, to have you there. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, next podcast, we're going to be talking about... I was hoping you'd tell me. Leadership. We're going to talk about leadership, so I hope you tune oh, in for that deal. one. Yeah. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.